Hello, hello. My name is Kim Addis. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching and the co-founder of the Journal That Talks Back. And you have just joined the Frame of Mind Coaching podcast with my co-host, Fernie Cotillard, who happens to be my awesome, amazing, and incredible daughter. Fernie, welcome. Wow, your intros just keep getting kinder and kinder. Thank you. (laughs) How are you today? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It is actually Friday today. And so um, I'm looking forward to the weekend and having some time to just get ready for next week and uh, chill out a bit, use the gym, use the (laughs) sauna, you know, just have a bit of a weekend. How about you? Sounds lovely. Well, I've got lots of work to do and I have to catch up. So it's a working weekend for me, unfortunately. Well, I think we need to share with the audience your amazing success, the recent amazing success you had. You just won an award. You want to share with people exactly what that award was and what it's for and what it means. So it was the Alvin Singh Teaching Award, TAing Award of Excellence, which is for teaching assistants. So I taught uh, TAed online last year. So TAing means basically to run labs and tutorials. So like you get a small group of students and you do breakout sessions with them. So you run the labs and you do like discussion sessions, basically. And um, last year they were all online. And because it was converted online, I teach, I taught biology and it was super boring. So I basically converted the classes into something more exciting. I ran questions, asked them questions, ran competitions, made activities for every single class. And yeah, he won this uh, this award for being this a TA that follows in the footsteps of Alvin Singh, who was an incredible um, teaching assistant and mentor for students. Amazing. Well, I think it's super awesome. I think it uh, shows your passion, your dedication, your ingenuity, your, your creativity when it comes to teaching people. I'm super proud. So um, thanks. Congratulations on and off the podcast. Thank you. So what do you want to talk about today? So today, um, I had a question. So when you coach, you coach a whole bunch of different people. All the time, you get different personalities, different takes. And while they're all highly driven, they may have different perspectives than you, different political perspectives, different opinions on certain matters. And while it shouldn't get in the way of your coaching, sometimes you fundamentally disagree with the opinion of your client. How do you deal with that? How do you continue to see them in the best light? Yeah. So, I mean, it's actually come up quite recently, that uh, kind of situation where my beliefs and my client's beliefs aren't exactly aligned, right? We don't share the same beliefs. It comes from our upbringing, our background, our thoughts about religion, um, the role of religion in our lives, and all of that kind of stuff. We're we're not aligned on a personal level. But my job isn't to um, believe what my client believes. My job isn't to uh, use my beliefs as the standard. My beliefs are my beliefs. That's it. My job is to ensure that a person's beliefs are healthy for them. My job is to make sure that a person lives in alignment with their beliefs, that their beliefs allow them to 
live a life of ease, peace, exhilaration, and joy. That's my job. Just in terms of living in alignment with their beliefs, aren't you, don't you often say that beliefs get in people's way? So do you want to clarify what beliefs you're talking about? Is that their values? Is that like their beliefs on everything? Yeah. So, so if, if I have, so you're, you're doing a good job in making a distinction between beliefs and values because there is a distinction, but if I have a certain set of values my beliefs need to be consistent with those values. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if I have a certain set of values and those values are like immovable, unshakable, those are my values. But now I behave in ways that aren't aligned with those values. That's a problem. Right. So now I have to ask, are those really your values or did they come from somewhere else? Or not do the do your beliefs align and maybe you should shift your beliefs? Well, but sometimes our beliefs lead us to our values. Mm. Right. So so sometimes our beliefs um, run us down. Sometimes our beliefs cause problems for us, but sometimes our beliefs are healthy for us. So, for example, a healthy belief might be, I deserve to have a great relationship with my husband. It's a good good belief, right? That um, makes me work on my relationship. That makes me put effort. That makes me express kindness and love and compassion. And that also makes me express to my husband that this is what I'm looking for in a relationship. And so it allows us to come to terms. It allows us to communicate. And it allows me to be in a relationship where I'm treated treated well as opposed to treated poorly. So those beliefs allow me to set a standard for myself and live in those standards, and that's great. Some beliefs are useful, right? So, for example, another belief might be, uh, I believe I have the capacity to build a great business. That's mm-hmm. a good belief, right? That's a useful belief. But if my belief is, oh, I have no experience, I'm not smart enough, I, you know, I don't know enough people. I'm not well networked. Um, I don't know, uh, you know, I'm uncomfortable. I don't have confidence, whatever all those things are, those things will get in the way, right? So it's a bit like chicken and egg in the sense that your beliefs may lead to your values, but your values may lead to your beliefs. Yeah, they're, they're interrelated. They're, they're integrated, right? They're very much aligned. So Uh, Or at least we would want them to be. We want, right. They're not aligned. They're connected. That's the better word. They're, they're, they, they come together. You can't, you can't really, they don't exist separately from one another. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people have values, but don't behave according to their values. So for example, a person might believe that it's very important to uh, be honest right? Mm-hmm. Honesty is a very high value of theirs, but they may, you know, cheat on their income, t- in- income taxes, or they might um, not always be honest in their marriage, or they might not be honest with their employees. So now we see a bit of a clash. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my job is to make sure that if a person has a set of values, like honesty, for example, if that's your value, 
but you're behaving in ways that clash with that value, then my job is to understand the beliefs that cause this person to not be able to live according to their values. And sometimes people have values that don't make a, like that, that, that aren't easy for a person to live up to. Like what? Like, for example, um, I, you know, my value is I have to be the best at everything. Like we had a conversation. Is that a value or what is it? Belief. I don't think it's a belief. It's a value too. I value being the best. That's a value of mine, right? Like I, so it was like the conversation we had about tennis and I said, Hey, is it okay to, to suck at some things? And you weren't happy with that because it fundamentally clashes with your values. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? But that, that value, that belief, again, we're getting a little caught up in language, but that, that thinking about needing to be the best at everything doesn't always serve you. Does that make sense? I think so. So how would my, you go? So my over? job isn't to judge whether or not that's a good value. My job is to judge whether or not the value or the belief is useful for you, you in particular. Right? Is it something you can live up to or is it something that makes you miserable? Mm-hmm. Is it something that creates happiness for you or is it something where you use it to beat yourself up. So Are you forcing yourself to, to live in a world that is uh, not, uh, not reflective of your character. And again, the tennis isn't a great example there, but could be, could be something else. Right. So let's work with an example. What if it's something you fundamentally disagree with, like a value of, I don't know, like doing everything for God or something like that. Um, How would you work with that? So I'll give you, I'll give you another example. Some people believe that um, uh, God, whoever they think they're, that God is, uh, uh, is there to judge their, actions and they have there's a punishment aspect of god right god punishes you mm-hmm. i don't believe that I, I believe that god is loving if there's a god the god is loving and god wants you to live a happy life god wants you to live a life where you're true to yourself so let's take another example let's say you're gay but your religion says that being gay is a terrible horrible awful thing so now mm-hmm. you stuff it away and you're like well i can't do that i can't be gay i can't live i can't be true to myself because of my religion. Well, so for me as a coach, that creates a problem for me because I see a person suffering because they're not able to be who they really are. So they're denying themselves. So how would you go about talking about that if you don't even agree with their values? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm I always try to push for a person being true to who they are. Because if you're not true to who you are, that's not sustainable. And so you find yourself living a life at odds with yourself all the time. Okay. And how do you know who you are? Uh, if you know you're gay, you're gay, right? Like if you know, we see pe- people. Well, I mean, tendencies. people people question it. People may not know. 
or like even even with respect to something bigger like you could be you know a teacher and you could be uh, you know a million other things but does that define you like no 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 but I'm not talking about what you do I'm talking about who you are but uh, that's what I'm asking how do you know who you are well you know who you are by looking at your tendencies you know who you are like we spoke to denim and we know who you are by looking at your the thing the the tendencies that are repetitive that you're always leaning towards the your nature for example for example um boy you're giving me a hard one here for example <laughs> for example again going back to being gay if my nature is to be attracted to women I'm attracted to women, period. That's just the way it is, right? And that's my nature. I'm not going to, right? There's nothing I can do about it. That's just the way it is. I mean, I could pretend I don't. I could deny it. But what happens is when we deny our nature, it bubbles up and it comes to hit us. And then, (laughs) right, the thing we're denying um, the thing we stuff down, the thing we push away comes back harder, stronger, and in full force and causes us to feel worse, right? Causes a greater level of cognitive dissonance than if we were to accept who we were, mm. right? So when we live with cognitive dissonance, we experience a great deal of pain. When we deny who we really are, that only goes for so long till we can't take it anymore. That causes a lot of internal struggle, internal conflict. So my job is to try to reduce internal conflict. And we could reduce internal conflict about anything. We could reduce internal conflict about with regards to a relationship. We can reduce internal conflict about the work we do and the people we do it with. We could do, reduce re- internal conflict about what we think we should do. But when it comes to who we are inside, it's harder to reduce internal conflict when a person is choosing to deny, right? So we either help them accept who they are, embrace who they are, love who they are, or then we say, okay, so if these are your values, right? If again, going with the gay example is a good one. If you're gay, but your faith says that that's wrong, you have a choice to make. And if you're going with your faith, how can you live with it peacefully? But is it so black and white? You have to choose between <clears throat> like faith and who you are, or is there some sort of middle ground? For some people, they have to choose. I I mean, if you're gay and your faith says you're not allowed to be gay. Yeah, but why can't you black, have black and white? Well, you can have like reformed version of that faith where they believe but then that's not your faith. Why not? Like, let's say you're, you know, Christian, for example, and, you know, you're super religious version of it, but you can go to a reformed church who accepts and believes everybody yeah, so, is welcome. So, yes. Yeah, so they would have to uh, revisit their own faith. They would have but to. Revisiting isn't denouncing it. For them, it might be. For them, it might be. And so there, you know, that's an option, but that, that requires them to 
to look at their faith and say, as it is, it doesn't work for me. As it is. And for some people, they refuse to do that. Refuse. Absolutely refuse. So in the case of being gay, how would you? So as a coach, I have to accept their refusal. Their refusal. And how do you do that? I say, okay, like my job isn't to um, share your beliefs or your values. My job is to make sure you're living a healthy life. My job is to make sure you're thriving in what, with whatever decisions you make. So if this is the, the decision you're making, let's figure out how to help you thrive with this decision. Let's figure out how to turn it into the best experience you can, even if I think it's less than ideal. Mm. Interesting. Right? So I, it's their values. It's their life. They get to choose. I don't choose for them. My beliefs and values cannot override those of my clients, even mm-hmm. if I don't share those beliefs. Interesting. It's it's challenging sometimes. I imagine but, so. But for me, what I need to do is I need to kind of put a stake in the ground and say, okay, like I am for this client. I am on this client's side, even if I don't always agree with their choices. Mm-hmm. I am. I am a hundred thousand percent for this client and I must respect their choices. That's tough, but I think the right way to go. It's very tough. It's very, very tough. Um, But on the one hand, it's tough because I can see the suffering in front of me. I can see the torment. I could see the cognitive dissonance. I could see the internal friction. And I just want to put that at ease. Like I want a person to live right, like at peace with themselves, but those are not my choices to make. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. Interesting subject, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for asking the questions. It was an interesting conversation. Uh, If any of you out there are struggling with something, if there's something going on that's causing you internal friction or a cognitive dissonance, or if you have some values and your behaviors aren't necessarily lining up with those values, please reach out to us. Please consider coaching. Coaching is a life-changing experience. Uh, reach out to us. Come to frameofmindcoaching.com. Set up some time to talk. I'd be happy to talk to you and hear about your story and uh, discuss things. And even if I don't agree, I will be on your team, on your side and for you 100%. Uh, Fernie, thank you for joining us. How thank do they you reach for having you? me. How do they reach you if they want please to? Please email me. And you. Uh, topics. Yeah, please email me. So that's Fernie Cotliar. That's F-E-R-N-E-K-O-T-L-Y-R at live.com. And you can reach me. It's Kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.